This is Coworking with Tom Lewis. Weekly discussion and debate about all things co-working. Hi everyone and welcome to the Cowork Inc. podcast. Uh, today I want to talk about pricing, uh, pricing in your co-working hub, uh, how to set your pricing, uh, how I set our pricing here at the Guild over in Bath, um, and some ideas on uh, making the pricing more attractive uh, and ideas on discounting without uh, changing the main offer uh, of what it is you do. So first up, I um, when we originally opened the Guild here in Bath, we didn't have a lot of competition really. There was uh, a local innovation centre which didn't really have a per month pricing model. They did have a, um, a kind of incubation programme where you could pay, I think it was £80 a month for 12 months and you got a variety of uh, benefits, one of which was co-working, but in a small business lounge at the front of the building. So when I set up the pricing, I had to work out who exactly was, uh, was our competition um, where were people that could be members sitting and working uh, before we opened? So I very quickly worked out that our competition was uh, local coffee shops. Um, and the status quo was people working coffee shops or it was people working from home. And people not necessarily knowing what the cost of working from home was. I mean, it's easy to tell in coffee shops. I mean, the, the cost tends to be, well, I worked out it was about the cost of a cup of coffee every hour. But as it turns out, I think I'd probably drink more coffee than anyone else I know. So maybe I was a little bit over-optimistic on that front. But taking into account the fact that we have, I think, six uh, national and local independent coffee shop chains outside our door at the Guild, I had to be wary of the fact that for £2, £2.20, £2.50, someone could sit there for about an hour using the free Wi-Fi um, and get work done. So like most cities, we have... You know, a whole army of people out there working from coffee shops um, as well as working from places like the local library uh, and other areas where they can get free wi-fi or can pay for wi-fi so our definitely our competition was local coffee shops and i just use that as the basis of our pricing so um, maximum between between two pounds and three pounds an hour for all of our plans so we go from our associate plan um, at 49 pounds a month which is 12 hours uh, right up to our, our founder plan when we launched, which was £200, is now £240. Um, we worked out that the average number of hours for each plan was between £2 and £3. The average cost per hour per plan was between £2 and £3. And that's worked pretty well for us. Um, obviously, the frustrating thing about that is that um, we offer a lot more than a coffee shop does. You know, our internet, we don't offer ADSL, broadband internet. We have a fibre line here that costs us a fortune. You know, we have unlimited coffee as well as tea as well as being able to bring your own food and drinks in if you want and you can have a fridge here and we've got all the cutlery and crockery so you know you know as well as i do if you're, you're running a space out there that you that what you offer in terms of raw facilities let alone the community side of things or the networking side of things or the, you know all of the stuff that you you know and love about running a space new members in particular before they've bought into all that they do want to know what it costs and that's yeah the comparisons are made there with 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 local uh, alternative facilities so that was really important to us um, the second thing we needed to look at when we were doing our pricing was whether we sold hours versus days so, and this was something I talked about with um, I remember talking about it with uh, Tony at New York City over in New York and also Alex Hillman um, and I asked them what their opinion was on hours versus days and I was quite adamant I wanted to sell days and we started off selling days and then we moved to selling hours 
and now we've sort of moved to a combination of both, which isn't optimal. And I remember Alex telling me that, you know, we need we need to sell days. And the reason that he wanted to sell days, or the reason that he believed it was best selling days, was because you're more likely to get engagement from somebody who's there for a long period of time, who can experience, you know, the breadth of what goes on in the hub on any given day, and doesn't just drop it in, drop in and use the space. And Alex has got a real thing about net givers and net takers that I always remember about every community has net givers and net takers. And what you want is to encourage um, your net givers because they're the ones that are going to help grow your community. And the people that just drop in for an hour or a quarter of an hour, half an hour, they're not necessarily going to be the ones that want to contribute to the space. So I tried selling days to begin with. Um, we had pushback from members partly because we had members with families who couldn't get in until a bit later in the morning and had to leave at 3 three thirty in the afternoon who didn't feel they were getting value from days so we started to offer different permutations and what we've ended up with is predominantly hours based plans so our associate plan is 12 hours our flex plan is 30 hours um, our community plan is either 60 hours or 10 days and our full-time plan is, is full-time as you'd imagine but so we, we have been on a bit of a journey and we've ended up with where we've ended up and we wanted to be flexible with the amount of and the type of members we've got. But it's very important when you set your pricing to try and understand what your, what your, where your members are working and who they are in terms of their lifestyle. Do they have other things, places they need to be? Are they likely to be at your space the whole time? Do you have more permanent desks or do you have more of a club environment? The other thing, obviously, uh, just to bear in mind on that is that and this is a bit of a no-brainer, but bear in mind, if you're not sure how, what your ratio of desks to memberships is going to be, you can't oversell a permanent desk. Someone comes in and they put their computer there, they put their picture of their kids on there, they, you can't, they can't come in and someone else is sitting there. So, for example, our permanent desk rate is £250 plus VAT. But we know that we can sell four £99 flex plans on that same desk, and those people will be in about one week per month because it's a 30 hour plan so we that desk is worth 400 pounds to us membership wise but it's only worth 250 pounds for a permanent member for a permanent desk member so we've realized that we have to restrict the number of permanent desks we sell because we can sell more memberships so that's very very important as well to get that balance right um and if you listen back over to one of the previous podcasts i've done talked a bit about um the pricing spreadsheet i use uh, for modeling a space before i open it um, and that helps you to work out the ratio of memberships to desks and also meeting rooms as well. A quick tip as well. I remember there was a, a thread on pricing on the uh, on the Google forums. The Google co-working forums are great. If you've not been on, you should go and join. Just get onto Google, Google co-working forum, Google, and it'll be there. Everyone's on there talking about stuff like this. And one of the things that was on there was, I think, again, it was Alex was saying a good rule of thumb for a hub that needs to make money is to take your raw costs your rent your rates your utilities um and then times it by three and a half and that's always worked pretty well for me if i can take our raw costs and times it by three and a half i've got a pretty good idea of what i need to recover per square foot so that's a really good a good good way to work things out um just a little tip there so two things i wanted to work out also about is um soft discounting so we we have had discussions about when we are when we need to um promote a new push on memberships so say for example at the moment well i reckon we've got about 20 memberships we could sell so i know exactly our average member spends about 30 hours um a month here so the average member is on our flex plan um we have about 
20 or so desks available. Um, so I know exactly how many memberships we could sell. Um, what we don't want to do is we don't want to discount to, or we don't want to officially discount to attract members, but we also know that because of our demographic and because we're quite expensive, because of the city we're in, if you've not been to Bath in the UK, we're a pretty expensive city for real estate. We have realised that what we need to do is start doing what online retailers do and offer a, a kind of de facto discount, a kind of discount where anybody that looks hard enough can get it. So we're looking to do um, discounting for students, discounting for under 25s, discounts for return to work mums, uh, discount for members of local networking and tech groups. Uh, there's a group called Creative Bath, which is very active. Again, sharing discount vouchers or discount codes. I mean, we can't do discount vouchers at the moment because our software we use, Nexodus Spaces, doesn't do it, but I'm on at them to add that functionality as soon as possible. But we're, more than anything else, we just want to get more people in here because, and more people of different demographics because that's what helps the community grow. So we need to be careful not to uh, alienate our existing members who are paying full price. Um, but at the same time, we want to encourage uh, different demographics in and one of the ways we can do that is through discounting but you need to be very very careful you're not going to fill the space and then your permanent members who are paying full price um, are going to come in and there's nowhere to sit and doubly worse because the people that are sitting at those desks uh, haven't paid the same amount of money the other thing we're looking at pricing wise is and I'd be interested to hear what everyone else has done on this is off-peak memberships so we've realized that we have a kind of very small but quite vocal group of members who are mostly here at night so we're open 24 hours a day 365 days a year we had people here on christmas day last year um who don't people who don't celebrate christmas you know we're here working and it's great and we have 24-hour access but at the same time well there's two things really one is that we it's it's off-peak excess time and desks that we could sell and also i'm not particularly comfortable charging those people full rate which we do at the moment you know they tap in and tap out like they would in the day but they don't get reception services um, so they're not getting the, the same benefits. So one of the things we're looking to do um, alongside these new discounts is to offer a off-peak membership. So offering an off-peak membership, um, perhaps at a nominal cost, you know, to try and fill up, uh, or to try and raise more revenue, but also to fill a gap in um, demand in the evening and at weekends, and perhaps create an entirely new community of, you know, of, of new startups of second jobbers of students you know people who can't work in the day especially if we if we look at it from the point of view that um these people may pay a few pounds a month to be off peak members but very quickly the ones that succeed are going to want to leave their jobs or they're going to want to graduate from uni and they're going to get full members so it's a marketing channel for us as much as anything else so those are the ways that i think we can um we can kind of add uh well, we can get our prices right, so uh, setting up prices first off uh, in a way that reflects your competition, um, in a way that your potential members are going to accept the pricing. Although one thing I will say on that is we were the most expensive kind of, we, we were more expensive than the op the uh, competition. Had done. There wasn't a lot of competition, but we were we kind of took people's breath away with how expensive we were when we started and we stuck to that. We kind of, you know, we always said this is a premium product. Um, yes, you could go and work in a coffee shop and you only spend 10 quid a day, but we're 20, but this is, the, so I come from a sales background, so I like the opportunity for people to come in and say, this is too expensive, prove it to me. And then I can take them around and prove them and blow their minds and say, this is not, 
just a workspace this is a community this is a networking club this is where you're going to grow your business so that's one thing so setting up pricing setting your offer uh, setting your pricing points uh, and remember that kind of three and a half times input cost is quite a useful rule of thumb the second thing discounting soft discounting so you know we're, we're, we haven't done this but we're looking into you know those people that can um, find a discount that you know maybe they're they're, they're just kinds of people that are a bit more price sensitive if they go out and look for it if they're a member of local clubs if they come in with a certain discount code you can give out discount cards or whatever um and maybe even have those as a you know a sort of introductory offer so first six months first three months so it's a stepped membership and then the third thing you know working out what your excess time is and working out what your um you know where you can make more revenue from areas of the business that isn't you know can you rent out rooms for example as well as off peak can you you know can you do yearly memberships can you offer a discount for a yearly membership on a club um model so you get 150 hours per year and you can use them anytime you want you know that's that's a good way to reduce churn as well and churn is something i'll talk about in another podcast but um if we stick to pricing at the moment you know it's just another way of presenting the same raw revenue that you need per square foot um you know how many members you need you know how many hours members tend to spend in the space um, and you can just you know sell it per year rather than per month or per day so hopefully that's been of use um, as I say we'll talk about churn rate in a future episode it's something we have had patches of struggling with here and sometimes we don't so um, and also want to talk a bit about uh, identity outside identity and how the hub presents itself and how you need to sort of focus in on your niche um, to create that community but yeah I hope you uh, enjoyed that uh, until next time uh, this is the Coworking Podcast You've been listening to Coworking with Tom Lewis. Subscribe and listen to previous episodes at soundcloud.com slash coworking. Coworking returns next week.